0: This is The Talent Show, a podcast by Talent Canada, the national magazine for workplace leaders published by Annex Business Media. You've tuned in to hear conversations with Canadian experts on the latest in workplace leadership and human resource practices. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, and welcome to Talent Canada's latest episode of The Talent Show. Talent Canada is a national publication dedicated to driving business through investment in people. I'm your host Marcel van Der I'm joined today in Toronto by Paula Allen, Senior Vice President of Research, Analytics and Innovation for Morneau-Chapelle. Thanks for joining me Paula.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: Today Paula and I will be discussing mental health in the workplace. This continues to be an important focus through the COVID-19 pandemic with surveys such as Marnot-Chapelle's own mental health index showing a consistent negative mental health score among Canadians through the pandemic. Unfortunately, a side effect of COVID-19 has been a spike in mental health issues and I'm hoping to spend the next few minutes with Paula focusing on this concerning issue. So Paula, as mentioned, the importance of mental health in the workplace has been rising steadily in recent years. How much has the current pandemic affected that trend?
1: Uh, well, that's a great question, and I, I, think, I think there's a couple of parts. Like one is that mental health has always been important in the workplace, but we're getting a better sense of, in terms of our awareness of that importance. So over time, people are understanding the link with productivity, disability costs, a number of things. And there were good dialogue to increase the the awareness of the importance of mental health. But with the pandemic, the priority of that importance has really increased. Um, and, And the reason for that is that when you really look at the risk that the pandemic has introduced into the workplace, it's actually very significant there's virtually no workplace that can move forward without people. Like even if you're highly automated, you need people at some place, at some point, you know, how you how you sell, how you disrupt the market, how you service clients, how you get things done, are your people. And the pandemic has really kind of built that on that awareness. So organizations understand how important mental health is to the service that employees provide but also the pandemic has increased the risk that everyone has. So it's more fragile right now. Our need to pay attention to mental health has never been higher.
0: I'm curious to your take on what triggers for concern are most common for workers during COVID-19?
1: Well, that question, it's just the uncertainty of it. There's so many aspects to COVID that have really kind of knocked us off balance. Uh, One is actually just the changes that is introduced in our lives. So changes in work and personal lives and how we manage our routine. Uh, And and basically that, that, people don't like changes, it's stressful, like even positive changes tend to be stressful. Uh, but even with those changes, it's the uncertainty that we're still dealing with. That is the major thing that has been the driver of the decline in mental health issues. And in particular, uncertainty with respect to finances. So your own personal financial situation, uh, but also everything that connects with finances, including your company solvency, your, um, the, you know, what the economy is going to look like in the future, that really has come up as the biggest driver.
0: Certainly, and obviously so much change happening all at once right now. So um, yeah, that response does make sense. Paula, in terms of today's workforce, who is the most at risk of mental health issues? Um, And then who might be most protected or insulated from these types of issues?
1: Oh, great, Another, another great question. Um, because when we're talking about the decline in, in mental health, like I'll, I'll just give you a sense in terms of the size of that decline and then speak about who's most impacted. What we've seen in Wana Chappelle's mental health index is that when we looked at all the aspects of mental health, anxiety, depression, optimism, isolation, all of these things that make a make a big difference, we've declined as a population to the extent that there's as much risk in the overall population now, as there was for the most high risk 1% prior to the pandemic. So just pause and think about that for a minute. So everybody has had an increase in risk, but some, but certainly some people more than others, Uh, we found that if you're younger, you know, if you're starting your career, if you're just leaving school, if you're in post-secondary school, like that's that's a very, very high risk group right now. Because again, with all the change and with all the uncertainty, if you're really at the beginning of your professional life, if you're just moving into a new stage of life, you know, it really has knocked you off balance in terms of what that's going to look like in the future if you're towards the end of your career or middle career, and you've established yourself in a particular way and established a certain economic level, you know, it it impacts you, but not quite as much as if it was in the beginning. Um, Women, definitely from the beginning of this, we've been seeing that women have been uh, tracking as, as more impacted. Again, partly because of the type of jobs, also because of basically what we have in terms of society and the responsibilities that women have, and that kind of fits with the other finding, which, uh, interestingly enough, parents are impacted more than non-parents. We're finding that they have um, uh, lower mental health scores through this pandemic uh, than than others uh, who don't who don't have children. So again, just it really kind of tells you that when you have kids, you know, your, your possibility for joy is doubled, uh, but your possibility for concern and anxiety can also be doubled uh, as you're caring for another human being in addition to yourself. One of the most interesting things is that we found that people who had their salary or hours reduced were actually more impacted than people who had lost their jobs altogether. So, you know, when you think about it again, it, there's nothing really positive about using your job, generally speaking, especially in a, because of a, a situation like pandemic. Uh, but there's, there is a certain certainty, you know, you know where you stand, you, you move forward as, as, as best you can, and certainly people who'd lost their jobs, uh, their mental health scores were lower than people who had maintain their jobs um, at the same level. But those who are in this uncertain, you know, kind of limbo place where, you know, to the best of of your, your, your employer's intentions, they might have reduced salary for a number of people to prevent layoffs, but it adds that other level of change and uncertainty that we don't like. Like, you know, there's questions around, is it going to stay at, at that level? Are you going to be okay in your company? Um, and again, that group is one that was a little unexpected, but but certainly a group who's who's more more at risk.
0: That all kind of ties back into your initial comment about uncertainty. And as the pandemic lengthens here, uh, I can see that continuing as well. So bringing this back uh, back into the workplace in terms of management uh, advice, uh, I'm curious what mental health advice that you you might have for employers today. Specifically today, and then going forward as well. Well, I think
1: employers really do need to pay attention to the fact that uh, that their population is more at risk. Like you have to have that awareness because that is the fact, and and also you know build on the the, the awareness that we've had over the past little while that mental health does matter in terms of people's quality of the, their life. You know how they how they look at the employer. You know, a, a couple of years ago, we did a study that basically said how an employer supports employee mental health is a factor of whether they would even stay with an organization and or whether they would leave for less money to be with an employer who focus more on supporting their me- mental health. And we are not going to be getting out of this pandemic and the short term. like I hate to say that, it's difficult to say because I, I want it over as quickly as possible, but we're going to have a fairly long tail. Like even after we have a vaccine, you know, there's going to be impacts that last for a while. There's going to be changes that last for a while. So The the best advice to employers is to really make sure that you have mental health as a priority. Make sure that you're communicating often frequently and clearly to your employees about all matters because that kind of clarity helps allay anxiety. Speak openly about mental health in those communications. Just be empathetic and acknowledge the fact that this is hard and acknowledge the fact that many of us are struggling and, and and make sure that you speak about situations where you know, people can and should reach out for help through an employee assistance program or whatever support that you might have available to your em, em, employees. You really would do well to make sure that it's a top of mind conversation and employees value that because it's real to them. You know, what, what people are going through in terms of mental health is very real And when an employer acknowledges that and speaks about it, that's appreciated. But moreover, a lot of people have not been paying attention to the communications that you had before because it didn't seem relevant to them. Well, now it's relevant to a lot of people. So reminding them of resources that you have. If you don't have resources to support mental health, I would really urge you to make sure that you reach out and and fill that gap. Uh, Because I do believe it's going to be a factor in how successfully businesses go forward from henceforth.
0: Obviously, through the pandemic, remaining open uh, has been priority number one for many businesses. And I'm just curious, you mentioned keeping mental health uh, as a priority is, is key here. What advice might you share there in terms of keeping mental health at the forefront, despite all of the turmoil going around uh, employers and and managers right now?
1: Well, there's a lot of employers who've done this quite well. Um, So setting up sessions where people can talk about mental health like the way that we are here and have Q&As with their employees. Um, Making sure that you use the communication channels that you have, whether it's You know, you you have a well-being app or you have an intranet or you, however you communicate or have been communicated to your people around the pandemic and make sure that you're reminding them of the resources that they do have available to to you. Uh, We've had wonderful situations where uh, senior leaders have talked about the impact on themselves and what they've done and how they've moved forward in in terms of of mental health. Um, Training managers, I think, is one of the most critical things. So right now, your employees are looking at your managers more than ever just to help them through this. You know, managers, you know, are are needing to check in on employees virtually if if people haven't returned to work. Sometimes you might be able to pick up something that's not quite right. Or you know your employees are just really quite craving that additional communication because they don't have the same structure that you have. So opening up a conversation around just how are you, you know, no mm-hmm. other no other structure to it, and and really sharing and also listening. Um, but it's not easy for managers automatically to do that. You know, sometimes you get you know too caught into a, a position as a counsellor, which we don't want managers to do. We just want them to show caring. Um, And to start these conversations and do it appropriately and know how to respond if somebody, you know, really shares that they are struggling, I would really recommend organizations offer training to managers and guidance and tips on really just acknowledging the fact that they care, acknowledging the fact that um, they, they might be seeing something a little bit concerning Uh, in in how people are responding, behavior, or doing work, and making good solid plans with employees about how productively they can move forward with work, but also how they can move forward by seeking help if need be.
0: Great response. I want to press you a little further on that, just to give people a sense of practical strategies uh, that that they can maybe arm themselves with uh, in the workplace. And you mentioned from an employer perspective, offering training uh, to management to help help them deal with this. But in a day-to-day uh, practical situation, what would you say a manager should be doing to address an employee who may come forward with, with burnout concerns? Like how important is it to respond appropriately to that? And maybe even in a timely manner, like are, do those things matter in, in these cases?
1: Oh yes. Tremendously. So number one, you mentioned timely. And I think that's important because when somebody says something, you you know, as it's difficult like this and and somewhat emotional and and shows some vulnerability, you really don't want to say, well, I'll get back to you. You might might say that for part of your response, but they want to know how you feel. And I think the main thing that people want to know is that, you know, number one, do you still have positive regard for them? Like has this damaged your, your view of them or the, or a relationship? So it's really important for people for managers to validate what people are saying, you know, to let the employee know that you that you value them, that you're concerned about them. Um, and then after that's established, after you've shown that you're not you're not sitting there in judgment or that you've you've triggered something that would make them feel stigmatized, after you've that, then you can talk about what next. Mm-hmm. And there's two parts to what next. One is, well, let's talk about is there anything that can be done with work that, that might make things a little bit better? You know, is there is there anything, what is different now? How is this fueled? And anything might come from that that ask. Some people are feeling burnout just because they're feeling so much emotional tension around work at this point in time. They're worried about their job security. They're worried about whether they're doing things right, if they have to do it a little bit differently. Like that additional tension just can, even if there's no additional volume in work, that can, can really drive burnout. So you know, a, a manager would be in a very good place to help put people's minds at ease if that ends up coming up. The other thing is that people might be feeling burnout because they've just got so much going on. They've got kids at home. They're worried about a spouse whose job is at risk. There's a whole bunch of other things going on. And then a manager can be very helpful by helping show flexibility and maybe how work is done to accommodate the demands of children. And if the organization has resources, again, through an employee assistance program or otherwise, you know, the, the financial strain that is a very real trigger right now could be supported with coaching and financial, financial management resources. And that's a very practical way. Um, the other thing is sometimes people are just working really, really crazy hours. And if that is the case, then the manager can talk about priorities and organization of work. So all along that stream. You have to figure out what is the issue for that person and if there's something that you can do as a manager within your role. The other part of that stream is the person might be at the point where they could use some personal coaching. They might be able to benefit from some counseling. And I mentioned employee assistance program. And again, this is a wonderful resource because it helps with a number of different issues voluntary confidential service that many employers offer to their uh, employees, um, just a call or a click away and you can have access to professionals. And again, many people feel that they don't want to do that because they don't think things are bad enough. But the best time to reach out to an EAP and employee assistance program is when you're starting to feel overwhelmed to prevent you from going too far down. So that a manager can make that recommendation, and the person can take that and work on that on their own while the manager is helping with anything possible from a work point of view.
0: I want to ask one more question uh, to close this conversation and bring it back to the mental health index, which we mentioned off the top. But the mental health index seems to show a consistent low scoring uh, in terms of mental health through the pandemic, and I'm curious. Uh, what you feel like the solution might be to all of this. Does it lie within the the manager worker relationship? Or is there broader supports that are that are needed here as well?
1: Yeah, and again, great question. And I do believe it is uh, broader. Um, One of the questions you'd asked it and I didn't actually fully answer it is who's doing better, right? Uh, and that's pretty illuminative, because we actually fan, find that there's two things that are making a big difference, regardless of, you know, your age or income or whatever. Um, and those are the, the one piece is people who have emergency savings. So that cushion, that safety net has made more of a difference than we would have anticipated during this pandemic and helping people feel that sense of control. And we also have found that people who, at the beginning of the pandemic, didn't have emergency savings, many of them have started to rectify that, and that ha- that is making a difference for them. So that's something that people can do on their own. A, a, a workplace can, you know, give coaching on that with services. Generally, not a manager, but you know, the, uh, EAP, as I've mentioned before, and other financial support services can help. Um, but that's one thing. The other thing is that we found that your mindset makes the difference. So people whose primary emotion right now is anger, they are doing the worst, and their mental health is actually declining over time. So you know, there's many of us feel angry about this situation or frustrated about different things. But when it kind of when it takes over you. That, that is a really negative predictor around your mental health. And that's really where you know, friends and family and, and professional support really need to jump to action because those, those people are going down a pretty difficult path in terms of their mental health. Now, one, a beautiful solution for that and helpful for all is actually cognitive behavioral therapy because it helps you see a difficult situation, put it in perspective, not go down negative emotional paths and and really find your strength so you can move forward. So very, very, very strong approach. So strong, in fact, um, that the governments of Manitoba and Ontario have actually offered internet-based cognitive behavioral therapy as a free resource that they're offering to residents specifically because this pandemic has put so much strain on people so so generally I mean there's really this whole mental health issue is a collective responsibility the manager and employee relationship is really important the services that the organization makes available and the conversations that the organization encourages that makes a difference but people also have to take that responsibility for themselves and those around them and realize this is a difficult time that's not going to get much easier in the short run and we have to be active and invest in our mental health just like we have to be active and investing in our physical health and preventing virus and infection like this this is one area where we can't be passive
0: Paula thank you so much for sharing your time today to discuss mental health I hope that any managers and senior leaders listening are able to identify some key takeaways that they can put into action at their workplaces. Have a great day.
1: Thank you for having me, I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Talent Show, the podcast by Talent Canada. To hear more of our episodes, or to find the latest workplace headlines from across the country, visit talentcanada.ca.